Kenny vs. Spenny, A Corn Tiger's Haiku, by Craig Laporte. Boolean OD, disables and insults, all humiliated. Since the beginning of 2020, two men have been forced to watch what a third one told them to. This spirit of time-wasting has reached a pinnacle in the relationship of three best friends who record an unpopular podcast. Why? Well, certainly not for the downloads. This is the Quarren Tigers. <laughs> the Kenny vs. Spenny episode. Welcome to the Corn Tigers podcast, where we will be discussing several episodes of the cult Canadian comedy classic, Kenny vs. Spenny. I'm your host for this one, Ty Roberts. With me today is Dan Hurt. Hello, friends. And Craig Laporte. Hi, Craig. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> so glad you could join me, gentlemen, to talk about Canada's George Clooney and Canada's David Schwimmer with Down Syndrome, as Kenny once referred to him as. <laughs> So we always like to start the podcast with some housekeeping. That's going to kick off with Gmail. mail Oh my God, Gmail. Slash social media update. Uh, any social media updates besides the Gmail? Just so I don't get my hopes up, Craig. Well, we did uh, – the last podcast was the ICP. Uh, I was brave mm -hmm. enough to tag it with, tag it with hashtag Juggalos. Oof. And we got some likes from some people who don't follow us, who were just uh, just there for the Juggalo content. Bingo. So, nice. That's why you're in the social media game, Craig. Yeah, yeah they, still didn't, <laughs> they still didn't follow us, though. Let's not get too excited. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we did get an email from G. Uh, the canary is still alive. Thank God. <laughs> I worry. It reads, uh, hi, guys. I do, I do know about ICP, but I have to admit only because of Fago my pop of choice at the time. You three talking about CDs that you were given reminded me of the compilation CD that Ty gave me. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is the first. <laughs> I haven't read this. It's a this. cold read. It, uh, yeah. It was very good, by the way. In fact, I still have it up at the cabin. Oh, it's one of those CDs. <laughs> I gotcha. Great episode. Well done. I watched the episodes of Kenny versus Spenny. I was appalled at myself for laughing. <laughs> No way could that show be made now. No Can't wait to hear what next episode will be all about. Merry Christmas and much love to you all, G. Very nice. Thanks, G. Merry Christmas to you, too. Likewise. Ty, I'm interested in some more info about this uh, CD, if you happen to remember. So am I, to be incredibly honest with you. So am I. Because <laughs> I'm thinking it could have been anything. We did have a brief discussion about 90s music and where my head was at back then. And uh, did, but No, and this was in the 2000s, did so Anne, I don't know. Did Ann Murray put out a lot in the 90s? <laughs> depends on who you talk to <laughs> uh, so yeah i don't know but i could but you know uh, pillow talk we might i could see myself having a conversation with her about that and then mm. popping a cd out for her. i don't mm -hmm. know but whatever it is i'm glad she's out there enjoying it somewhere in the cabin and I assume Don's enjoying it too if i if i can give a side note about g uh mm -hmm. let's take this opportunity uh two days too late however to wish Giselle a happy birthday. Hey. Oh, happy birthday, happy Giselle. Birthday, G. Oh, and Merry Christmas in one podcast. Oh, it's too much, well, really. I mean, 
all this does is scratch off the opportunity of us to wish her a Merry Christmas in a future podcast. So whatever, yeah. let's do that. Like, sh- should we should we edit that out? Edit the Merry Christmas out so we can do it later, you think? No. Um, okay. Before we roll into um, <laughs> Book of Dan and get rolling on Kenny versus Benny, how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm oh, good. Fantastic. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm in the process right now. I mentioned it pre-show. I have uh, next to my computer screens here. Uh, the monitor where my two children are in their bunk beds and uh, they're in the middle of some kind of war. So I might disappear at some point. I'll just mute my microphone and walk away. If you ask me questions at any point, I'm not here. It's because I'm uh, trying to wrangle the morons uh, back to sleep. Now, is it, these kids. are they, does it <laughs> officially make them unsupervised at this point? Because you're not really there supervising and they're quite young, I guess. Well, I'm watching on a, through a monitor, like a video monitor. So, I mean, is that supervision? Dan, you're in HR. Record you know it and uh, you could have the next Kenny versus Spenny on your hands. Uh, CBC will buy it for sure. Do you have an Amazon Echo in the room? My oldest would be Spenny <laughs> and my youngest would be Kenny. That's the dynamic for sure. <laughs> All right, let's roll into the book of Dan. Yep. Ancient forces, chaos, and order clash on the Canadian small screen when best friends Kenny Hotz and Spencer Rice enter into a weekly battle of anything you can do, I can do dumber in Kenny versus Spenny. There you go. Oh, very well. Nice. Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah, sure does. Why I picked it. So I love this show. When we first came up with the idea of this podcast, this was on the list on the short list from day one. And um, the only reason I chose this episode uh, to pick it was because pr- just prior to um, doing the ICP episode, I saw a promo from CBC Gem. <laughs> uh, it's the uh, streaming service you're not watching. That these two would be back together to do a pandemic special called Paldemic. Well, not their best uh, work in titles. but And so I thought, whoa, it's topical now. After we chose the show, it turned out that that had been posted onto CBC Gem. So the three of us have seen that. Am I correct in saying that? Yep. Yes. All right. In the last episode, I said, watch these three, pick a fourth. Mm-hmm. And the fourth ended up being picked for us in a way by uh, the Paldemic special. So I didn't know uh, CBC Gem didn't do a fantastic job of saying when it was going to come out or even what it was. I'm not even sure it's finished. <laughs> it could be a multi-episode thing you're saying right it could be yeah I, it definitely because it does it, it, cbc gem indicates it as e01 oh yes and it kind of ended in such a way where i would think maybe they're doing some more of something but it's just a bizarre yeah we'll get to it um <laughs> but anyway i love the show and it's an evergreen it's something i watch you know, maybe every few years I'll get trapped into a binge watch of 10 or 15 or 20 episodes before I go to bed or something like that. Great show. What do you guys think generally? If I can ask you a quick question um, yeah. before I share my thoughts, and, and frankly, I'm not interested in Craig's. The What I'm, what I'm wondering <laughs> is because another show that you really like is Impractical Jokers, where there is like a very uncomfortable vibe to the positions that these guys put the other players in and this is like Mm -hmm. a thing for you you like the really uncomfortable stuff yeah (laughs) i guess oh it's not that i don't feel uncomfortable by it though there's a lot of cringy stuff Oof. yeah but i maybe it's a different thing that triggers that cringe feeling for me because these guys just made me laugh like hysterically and uh just even watching these episodes for the maybe the 10th time in some cases 
I was still, I hadn't seen him in a while and I was still laughing. Yeah. It is awkward. I see what you mean, but I'd much rather watch this than some of the TLC awkwardness I'm sometimes <laughs> subjected to. So the first episode I asked you fellas to watch is the Who is Cooler episode. So Kenny versus Benny is a format show. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, we start off with the two gentlemen on the couch with the music playing that I uh, popped into the beginning of the podcast today. Nice job, by the way. Oh, thanks. Well done. <laughs> And uh, I did some editing for that one. I'll tell you about it later. Um, I made a song out of clips of songs. They sit down. They tell you what the competition for the week is going to be. And um, sometimes it's a straight competition and the two just do what they're supposed to do. If it's an arm wrestling competition, they didn't do it that time. But they may just arm wrestle. Or sometimes Kenny might have an idea and mix things up and try and cheat. Um, other times something comes goes completely off the rails and you could be... Um, flying to a different part of the province and just abandoning uh, the contest altogether. So you never really know what's <laughs> going to happen in an episode. The generals, I'd say the general shtick of it is someone who watched a bunch the first, I probably watched the first three or four seasons uh, a few times the way that you do, and then I kind of fell off on it. Uh, the mm-hmm. general shtick always seems to be that Spenny takes it way too serious, and Kenny just tries to find the best way to fuck Spenny on whatever the contest is that week. Yeah, and I, I might find myself referencing... Um, other episodes just to tell you what kind of a guy Kenny or Spenny is but if I can jump in for a quick second because you know this is um, these were watched largely except for the pandemic they were watched watched all on YouTube and of course the way that YouTube does it is it just starts pushing YouTube stuff based on the topic you search for right and there was an interview that I saw with uh, with Spenny and they were talking about or he talked about to like some generic radio or podcast guy um, how they kind of pitched the show initially and it was a kind of a weekly challenge but kenny would do the evil thing and spencer would do the good thing like try to do the stand-up guy by the book sort of thing so part of me wonders how much that decision was a natural decision for them to do and then once that decision was made how much did each of them kind of like keep kind of just recirculating or marinating in those juices and did that end up for like was that a formative decision for them because kenny genuinely does seem like a like a shady fucking dude sometimes (laughs) sometimes i gotta tell you though over the course of watching this show my opinions on them they haven't flipped Hmm. but your your instinct when you watch the first few episodes is that is you know you're kind of rooting for spenny maybe for the first few years of watching this show i want to I was always rooting for Spenny. And then I kind of came to see Spenny as a neurotic, self-absorbed asshole. He is really up his own ass sometimes. And uh, there's an episode (laughs) I just watched, um, Who Can Have the Most Fun? It was uh, toward the end of their uh, run. I love the completely immeasurable challenges (laughs) that they sometimes select. Oh, my God. Spencer on camera was reading a book on the couch with a blanket. He invited a bunch of university professors over to his house for dinner where he wore a sport coat and a turtleneck. (laughs) He talks about Noam Chomsky once or twice per season. (laughs) He is is really obnoxious once you see him in a certain light. And um, I do like that Kenny gives it to him after a while before that reason, Mm. because some of the stuff he falls for is ridiculous. And then there's the question that I'm sure will come up is, because it has come up uh, and previous conversations about this show this show's been around for a long time is um how much of it is real and how much of it isn't yeah yeah you can clearly tell once you watch every episode that some of it is real and then you can clearly tell that some of it isn't so it's um 
kind of fun to watch from that perspective too. I was just going to say, did you pick the more real episodes or, or why did you pick these episodes? Well, I liked Who is Cooler because it kind of paints Spenny the way I see him in a clear way. <laughs> I think Spenny comes off as a complete douche in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we'll get into who was cooler, and then maybe we'll talk about that. So, who was cooler was the first episode we picked. It it uh, breaks from tradition in the in the fact that uh, Spencer's sitting on the couch by himself when the show opens. He claims that Kenny's been partying all week. What it is is Kenny's setting Spencer up for uh, a narrative that he's been uh, banging hard drugs all week. <laughs> and the competition is who is cooler. There's going to be a cool judge that comes uh, from Vice Magazine. It turns out to be Gavin McInnes, which is a fascinating... Uh, Unexpected so, yeah. cameo. Oh, man. <laughs> Real strange. <laughs> yeah this is i felt one. like you were pulling a prank on us with just that i uh, i did he is part of the reason i picked this episode i thought that uh you guys might recognize him it'd be hilarious yeah it's the uh former head of the proud boys yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, organization that's been in the news <laughs> been in the news so uh Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let uh, the folks at home go down that Google rabbit hole. Oh, don't bother. But this, but this guy's. Uh, I think I'm all right with this guy. I've, I, in fact, I had to look into it just to be confident enough to did you say, say that. All right. What did you say? I'm all right with him. All right. I'm okay, all right I didn't know if it was yeah. all right or. He said some stuff uh, out of context that is not going to go well with a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. We're losing at About least three listeners. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's just hilarious that uh, the, the founder of the Proud Boys is in this episode as a cool judge from Vice Magazine, which is not how a lot of people would expect to see him. Mm-mm. But anyway, any comments, guys? We uh, kick it off with uh, Punk showing up at uh, Kenny's room, banging uh, iced tea and sugar. <laughs> what? <laughs> What do you like to do besides jamming a needle full of heroin in your cock? Was uh, oh, I got this as a soundbite. <laughs> Jamie, what do you like to do instead of jabbing a syringe full of heroin into your cock? Well, Ken Dog, I like apples. That takes my buzz off. What about you, Brandon? Anything instead of your recent crystal meth habit? I like word-based board games. That's fr- fr- fresh. <laughs> it's so fresh. We get so many fresh drops on this show. This I know. Well, we're not done. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. fresh drops. Yeah, not, fresh was everywhere in this uh, in these couple episodes. Uh, this was a CBC season. Mm. So they did one right. season on CBC and then got booted. Uh, what was going on was people tuning into the national were catching the end of humiliations. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, can you imagine? That's deep ending into this thing. <laughs> Yeah, the 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 uh, turning into the most disgusting part of the show is what Kenny is going to make Spenny do in nine times out of ten <laughs> cases uh, at the end of uh, one of these episodes. In fact, one I just saw that was a random one was he he made a a poo poo approximation with brownie mix and stuff, pulled down his pants and just pulled some forced perspective stuff with the camera to make it look like he was pooing on his face. <sighs> <sighs> So that would be hypothetically what you'd see right before Peter Mansbridge. <laughs> <laughs> so after oh one season of that, the CBC was like, I like no that that's thanks. the show's fault. You know what I mean? They're like, that's yeah, the, yeah, I know, that's I Kenny know. versus Spenny's Instead fault. of moving the show to late night or something, no, yeah. just get rid of it. Yeah. I have a feeling Peter Mansbridge was the hunt behind that decision. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's got the a lot of The best part about the opening of this show is uh, Kenny asks somebody on the crew, I think. He's like, do you think the idea 
of me just being me is a good strategy? And the guy says, I think you should drastically alter yourself. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> so the, the man that said that was uh, Donnie, uh, who's uh, in this in a couple of seasons, I think. He was a crew captain for Team Spenny. And um, he was fired from the show later on for helping Spenny too much. Okay. Uh, oh, as the story goes. Yeah. So that was Donnie. Uh, you'll see him in a few other episodes too. But yeah, Ken, Spencer's not a, a cool man. But then it was time to uh, cool himself up. The first thing he does is go down to the uh, women's clothing and uh, fake facial hair store. Oh, my God. <laughs> what did you guys think of his look? It's, um, wait, so who, Kenny's look? Spencer's, Spencer's look. look. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's undefined. It's like. So he looks like he's in, of the time, like a, a bad Creed cover band. <laughs> Gavin McInnes uh, actually identified this look four different times in four different ways at the end of the episode. Yeah. And he ad-libbed all of these, which is amazing. Like he called them a Greek rapist, um, <laughs> the sugar crisp bear in hiking boots, <laughs> a French Canadian biker, or some far eastern rural Kazakhstanian interpretation of cool as if they Googled cool. <laughs> And then just went on the clicked on the first link. I feel like that's about right. <laughs> Very yeah. well done. Uh, another part of the uh, cool persona is that uh, Ken, Spencer went out and uh, I think rented a PT Cruiser, a, a convertible PT Cruiser, yes. a car that was cool for four days in 2001, and rode around in a PT Cruiser with the top it had down. A, a freezer in the glove box. I, I distinctly remember is quite the catch. <laughs> Yeah, it was quite a car. Everyone at Chrysler and Windsor got one for free, I think. <laughs> I think they got them as like a Christmas bonus. Yeah. Yeah, because they're all parked yeah. by the airport. Suddenly just they were there. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to drive one once uh, on a business uh, thing in BC, and it was not a fun ride. They're terrible you. cars, man. No. Terrible cars. Yeah, I think we actually got one as a rental one time, and I thought I was hopeful. You know, I was very hopeful. I was young and optimistic and thought, wow, this is this is a fun car, right? Piece of shit. It's it's the world's smallest piece of shit. It's terrible. So that's Spencer's idea of cool in a nutshell. But while uh, Spencer's throwing this together, Kenny is doing what he usually does and um, mm. not attempting to be anything other than himself and trying to derail Spenny yeah. by faking a one and a half week drug habit. crazy drug habit that's going to require an intervention. So a good chunk of this episode in the second half is Spencer doing the right thing or trying to do the right thing and kick, getting his friend to kick drugs by Googling how to do it and <laughs> getting right to work. What'd you guys think about uh, Spenny's detox? It was dramatic. It was dramatic. <laughs> well, I, well, oh, okay. I see what you, I thought you meant like Kenny's detox, but it was Spen Spencer's attempt at a detox for Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. The intervention. Yeah. It just basically threw everything in a garbage bag, hair, needles included. One of Kenny's uh, moves was to hire an actress. Mm -hmm. Yes. To just act like a crackhead whore in the in the apartment. And she was freaking out and crying and he was in a bathtub. They went full basketball diaries there. Yeah. Full basketball diaries with Leo DiCaprio screaming in the bathroom. Yeah. It was amazing. Wasn't it a brilliant stroke for him to tell her like when she was going to him crying he goes fuck off i thought that was an amazing <laughs> ad lib instead of like crying with her or whatever he just tells her to go away which is exactly what a drug addict would do he's done with her spenny internets uh, a lot of what he does in the show and so he interneted uh, <laughs> detox best practices and he started spouting off stuff he knew he read on google like five minutes before he was like chokies always hide stuff <laughs> 
I mean, to 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 his credit, Kenny did hide stuff. So yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kenny knows how Spenny works, so I presume Kenny Googled all the same things and made sure he fit the profile. You know, there there's a there's a line that comes up in Paldemic, and I I think it just it kind of fits because it's going to come up probably everywhere. Is that Spencer is very upset at him and says, and it says this is part of your genius when he's like he's raging at Kenny because he's so pissed, and it's really true. Like he's playing like four D chess with the guy all the time he's just he's just boxing him into corners left and right yeah he's doing the thing that he knows both is going to piss spenny off Mm. but he's also already one step ahead of spenny's obvious reaction to that and Mm. trying to get that reaction to further react to the thing that he's done like he Mm. really is just always two steps ahead of him and spenny is just seemingly clueless now on this watch through, and I don't, I don't, I'm going to kind of step up a little bit and look at the totality of what we watched as a guy who watched us a long time ago and loved it. I do feel like kind of the, the curtain's been lifted a little bit on these guys where there was a specific frame. It was at 10 minutes and 38 seconds of this particular this frame this frame confirmed my suspicion of this show basically that uh, there's one frame where you see the camera guys laughing at Kenny or sorry Spenny no Kenny it was Kenny di- like dying in the bathtub. And it kind of ruined, it made me fall back to that. These guys are obviously just playing these characters. And, you know, that big overarching question that we have already kind of discussed about the show is how much of this is real. And I think this watch through, I'm convinced none of it was real. And it kind of ruined it a little bit for me. Well, I'd have to see the frame, but I'm not convinced. Like Kenny's, Kenny's camera crew behaves exactly like Kenny does. And then you got the kind of the brown noses. And I know their faces like uh, there's I could tell you who's on whose crew. Like Donnie, for example, is a uh, is a Spenny crew guy. And Danny, Dan, Donnie was a goody two shoes guy. Like you start to get to know these guys after back to back episodes. And there's a couple of clowns on Kenny's crew that will laugh at literally anything. They were laughing at uh, Spencer once when he was uh, OD'd uh, on um, what did he give him? He gave him uh, was it Angel Dust or something like that? He drugged them with the d- during the uh, Who Can Wear an Octopus on it, their head the longest competition. <laughs> like actually drugged him? He actually drugged him. Yeah, uh, he was just gone. And he if they fake this, good for them because Spencer's willing to sacrifice anything for the good of the show. Because at the end, he ended up covered in his own shit. In their drained pond, in the rain, out in their courtyard, covered in an uh, an octopus and crap, yelling into the sky, I love you, Kenny, just high as a kite. And you could see Kenny's face just kind of turned when he said, I love you, Kenny. He goes, okay, stop filming. Look, there's stuff I've seen in this show that it's just it's not it's not faked, uh, and I don't know if it's just. And then there's stuff that I think they script. Well, what, what um, but you... there's jokes that are on Spenny that I'm convinced he's not aware of the joke being played on him. But I think he's complicit in that he knows there is a good there may be a joke played on him, and like they they said at the beginning of the show in an interview uh, when the show was being first aired. That was one of the rules that Spencer could not review the tapes of the show during taping. Jesus. Because that part of the show was – Spenny knew that Kenny was going to come at him cheating in an episode and they they can't ruin the moment – of Spencer being surprised by it mm-hmm. or or anything like that. Do so. you think it was fake when Spenny used tongs to either move Kenny's underwear or his Johnson so he could pee into a cup while he was tied to the bed? 
they definitely did it. Yeah. And they've done way worse. <laughs> way worse. Oh. One of the humiliations once was uh, having to lick a fresh bird shit off of a windshield. Oh. <laughs> and then Peter Man's bridge showed up. <laughs> With the nightly news. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Gavin McInnes, uh, after days of this uh, pretend detox and Kenny having to pretend he's a junkie, uh, Gavin McInnes shows up to judge the competition and uh, he walks in. Kenny calmly walks in the room and says, uh, yeah, it was just pretending to be a junkie. Throws Spencer off. He runs upstairs and gets changed into his blouse <laughs> and his... Uh, yeah. <laughs> little uh, goatee there and, and bandana, uh, his, yeah. head, his bandana and, and he his, sums it up uh, perfect though my favorite thing and it summarizes almost every episode is uh you did all this work to make a guy confused for 20 seconds yeah <laughs> 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 and I would, I, if I were Kenny, I would have just said, "Well, it's a half-hour show. I gotta put something together." But <laughs> I would have laughed it off. But Kenny uh, kind of was surprised by that. I think he just had nothing to say to him. But anyway, it was funny. Uh, Gavin calls it for. Uh, Kenny after the sugar crisp bear and hiking boots oh, come down the stairs. <laughs> I think it was the same. I think it was a safe choice, really. Yeah. When he has to be excused, he had to go put on his cool guy costume and comes down and doesn't expect to be <laughs> laughed in the face. It's just, it's amazing. Who am I supposed to judge this guy? I'm supposed to pretend I just saw you for the first time right now? <laughs> this no. is the guy okay. I'm judging. Far Eastern rural Kazakhstanian interpretation of cool. You're wearing a women's tie-dye blouse. <laughs> it's too small. And then I, I forgot about one of my favorite things about Spenny's cool persona. He's smoking Indonesian cigarettes. Yes. cigarettes yes. But not inhaling. Not inhaling. I think that's cool. I think that's cool. <laughs> Where did he come up with this damn idea? Oh, God. oh man. Anyway. Uh, Spenny, as a humiliation at the end of this episode, had to sit uh, in a meat refrigerator, stand in a meat refrigerator for an undisclosed amount of time. One of the weaker humiliations, honestly. Yeah. Um, you got to wonder about that uh, that deli, though. <laughs> yeah. There's a few. Uh, look, there's a lot of local businesses that these guys have uh, been in uh, contact with where you got to wonder how they are open. Mm -hmm. uh, Goldfield. <laughs> Is a pharmacist, uh, Dan. I, you probably, Craig, you probably know who he is. Uh, if you've seen enough of these episodes, no, but I don't. There's this Goldfield, the pharmacist um, that Kenny would go to, or Spencer would go to, whenever they needed a drug type aid for one of the competitions they were doing. <laughs> oh God! Eventually, in one of the episodes, Kenny switched on the shelf laxatives for uh, constipation medication because he knew Spencer would go into the store. Uh, and ask for what Kenny got to uh, win the competition. And so he got Goldfield to hand him the wrong drugs inside of the box. Jesus Christ. And then they were never allowed back in Goldfield's pharmacy ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so Goldfield went away. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, guys, before we move into the next episode, um, you know, I won't get too into deep in the weeds as to why I'm doing this, but we did have to go to CBC Gem as a service to watch the last uh, thing in the in the lineup here, Paldemic. And I was surfing through there, and my God, what a sad state of affairs that streaming service is in. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a CBC Gem unsolicited ad. I've got a few of these. I'm just going to pepper them out through the episode. And these are real descriptions of shows available to watch right now for free with ads on CBC Gem. And let me think. I'll just spice it up with some music here. Knots and Crosses on CBC Gem. Pop based on the popular Yeah! Young Adult series, 
Sefi and Callum's love blooms against a background of tension in this thought-provoking look at racism and prejudice in an alternate society. CBC Gem, we're giving this shit away. <laughs> Only at gem.cbc.ca. So that's our first CBC Gem unsolicited ad. Wow, that's, uh, <laughs> they should be thanking us for this. I think they're going to double their traffic based on, because <laughs> uh, I've done some quick math. We get about uh, 40, 50 weekly listeners or so. And if, let's say 10% of them. <laughs> I'm going to check your math. <laughs> I should point, anyway. hey, we, we didn't point out to our, our loyal listeners that we reached 1,000 downloads. Oh, that's true. Oh, 1,000 downloads. 1,000 <laughs> downloads, guys. Whoa. We've been sitting on that, that sound effect for... Like 989 downloads. <laughs> 1,000! <laughs> All right, let's roll into the next episode. Who is the better woman? Can we, just for a quick second, can we talk about kind of the way that they introduce the show? And not, not the guys on the couch, but the actual imagery in the intro? Maybe we don't, I don't know if we have time sure. for that today, but it's just like, so they show glad because I'm going to watch this live. They show gladiators and they show knights on horses and that sort of stuff. But then there's like a lot of like... um kind of nazi imagery for for kenny or not a lot kenny is a huge he loves uh so he was a a photographer he went to uh, iraq in the iraq war and was a photojournalist really? in the iraq war and um it, oh, throughout the series you um he he he's got like a copy of uh, mind comp or whatever it's called jesus He's got some records, uh, like he's got some super rare records of uh, Hitler speaking. And uh, for the record, Sp uh, both Kenny and Spenny are uh, Jewish gentlemen. Mm. But he just has a fascination with that era that he, he brings it up quite often. He, he makes <laughs> jokes about uh, Spencer denying the Holocaust and stuff like that. So. <laughs> he, he, definitely, he definitely embraces the evil side of things, though. Like, yeah, and I know, yeah. I, obviously, the intro stuff is tongue-in-cheek, where it's him mm -hmm. in front of a big, you know, banner. Um, maybe that's more Japanese than it is Nazi. Now that I'm looking at it, it's, it's, a, it's a white circle with a K on a red background. So maybe that's more of a rising Well, it's an sun. analog. There you go. It's meant to be Fair his enough. own empire, but loosely based on the Nazi party. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> anyway. Well, we've managed to bring up uh, Proud Boys leaders, Mein Kampf. <laughs> Uh, we're really we're really staying out of all the uh you know potentially hot spots. hot spots here maybe we should talk about ellen page <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we said we weren't going to do that Dan. i'm sorry i'm sorry this is an interesting episode because i think kenny makes uh, a rare critical error in this episode and it's one of his just spoiler alert it's one of his rare losses and this episode was fascinating to me because uh, my take on it kind of changed as i got older and uh so what this is is uh kenny and spenny are gonna have some time to create and develop their women personas mm -hmm. and then they're going to attend a party with uh, a number of real women judges i presume they're real and um those women are going to decide who is the better woman. Uh, and so we have uh, a lot of the show is uh, Spenny becoming his uh, female persona, Spenita, and Kenny uh, becoming Kendra and uh, how they did that, which is a, which is interesting and funny to watch. They've got two different approaches. Uh, why don't you jump in and talk about one of them? Uh, go, Craig. Kenny's approach to uh, his transformation starts by going to a shopping district and trying to fuck every woman who will talk to him. 
<laughs> it's a bold move. It's a bold Which move. Which I thought was interesting and definitely is, as always, the the coin flip side, the, the total opposite side of Spenny's go and hire a female image consultant and, you know, try to try his best to become uh, the Hillary Clinton type female more oh, than I'm glad the, you mentioned her. I uh, I put her in here. More than the pinup uh, female, whereas right. uh, it's that different approach to femininity where Kenny's or sorry, Spenny's was all about the business magazine woman. You Career know what I mean? He, woman. His character yeah. even says, I, I literally am an, uh, an editor at a magazine. You know, there's. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just thousands it's over of the, those jobs. It's so over the top stereotypical. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Both of these characters are giant, insane exaggerations. But this is why I like Kenny Moore sometimes. Is I, I think Kenny knew what he was doing, uh, that he was doing that. And Spencer is fully engrossed in this fantasy he's creating. Yes. Kenny legit- – Spenny legitimately thought he was a better woman. And Spenny yeah. – and, and Ken- sorry. Spenny legitimately thought he was a better woman. And Kenny knew that they were both idiots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what makes <laughs> Kenny a likable guy. Um <laughs> So the image consultant that Spenny met with is Catherine Bell. She still works today in Toronto. Uh, she's an image consultant there. And th- the two of them together came up with um, Spinita, a formerly divorced and remarried career woman with two children, Kevin, who's six, and Kathy, who's four. And uh, <laughs> Spinita is also the editor-in-chief of Woman in Career magazine. Mm-hmm. And he even went to the t- the step of creating fake business cards to hand out at the party <laughs> for a woman in career. I really felt like his his character was very pandering. Yes, oh my absolutely. God, like to and the extreme. Yeah. It was honestly though. Let, let's just cut to the chase here. How hilarious is it that these women still talk to that pa- clearly pandering character as just oh yeah, much more like a woman. Like I also am just such yes. a career focused woman, and exactly. the fact that he won. It was my favorite part of this whole show. And just exactly. to hear that it was a unanimous error. vote. Yeah, yeah. unanimous yeah. vote where they were just like, oh, yeah, you know, he's just – he took the high road on everything. Uh, but they all just laughed at Kenny being an asshole the whole time. And they yeah. were all laughing at They got grifted by yeah. his uh, political BS shtick that yeah. he did. Like it was such – it was the whole thing. It was like a – the party must have been like a two-hour long mm-hmm. daytime TV politician commercial for those women and they ate it up like what kenny did wrong here was he held the mirror to them how a woman is and how women perceives herself to be and this is true for everybody right and uh kenny went full on just with the surface details and he was catty and he was bitchy and he did he did the stereotypical bad woman traits and spenny took the stereotypical perfect uh you know, the Hillary Clinton image and they both went in total opposite directions, but the women are going to see this as a reflection of themselves. Yeah. Yes. So who are they going to pick? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a, an error that Kenny doesn't usually make, but he blew yeah. it and he could, he knew a, a quarter of the way in, he was done and uh, he couldn't stop himself. <laughs> Which one are you, this catty asshole or this person who thinks they're holier than that? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the better woman? Who's going to say that the catty asshole was? Yeah. yeah. So I got a couple of clips here. Are you ready for your breasts yet? Well, I've been ready for your breasts for the past half an hour. All right. Yes, uh, man, this guy, yeah. this guy spends the he whole episode just stop. trying to bang, bang chicks. 
isn't it amazing that Kenny did his transformation at a quote a Toronto area business which specializes in turning men into women? No, I I'd say think, I'm not interesting, but not surprising. Yeah, there's is there is that kind of business sustainable in the Toronto area? I would say yes. Like you open your doors, you pay your lease, and your job is to turn <laughs> men into women, and you can pay the bills. It's pretty amazing. I wonder if that place is still there. Yeah, no, it. Uh, I bet their franchise is available. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question for you guys. If you had to, which one of these two would you bang? Oof. Oh. Yeah, Kendra. Ken, Kendra. Kendra for sure. That's yeah, Kendra. I actually Always. made a note. I made a note in here that Kenny Kenny looks way better than I thought he would as Kendra. And then they show him yeah. walking, and I was just like, oh, that's a lot of points lost. <laughs> Still walks like a linebacker. I couldn't get past those eyebrows on Spencer. Oh my god! It was funny because Kenny actually looked proud of his walk, but exactly the same idea. I was like, it looks like he's wearing shoulder pads, and he's gonna like just try to run it like a, a, a twenty-two route. He's just—it's like no, man. <laughs> One of Kenny's uh, classic curveball moves during this party is to make a call to Spenny's real uncle, oh, and, it, and, and that was great. <laughs> That was great. And invited him over to the party. <laughs> it would have been better if he got one of his parents and said that Kenny has something he's he wants to talk to you about. Or Sp- yeah, yeah, Spenny has something he wants to talk to you about. Uh, Sp- Spence, Spencer's mother never shows up on the show uh, except with a blurred face. Uh, but Kenny's mom <laughs> has shown up several times. It's so funny. So let, now, let Spenny, says, Spenny has uncharacteristic confidence at one point towards the end of this, though. He says, if you gamble, bet on me this time. I know I don't win a lot. And I saw mm. a post. Uh, it might have been in the YouTube comments. or I, might, I forget if I Googled it because this was a few days ago where uh, someone posted the record of each of them in episodes. And it was like 80 to 30 for Kenny. Like it was a significance. This was not 50-50. Like they do not even it up. Spenny generally gets dominated. Whether he's Mm -hmm. tricked or whether he's just poor at it or whatever it is, if he overdoes it, he loses a lot. And he was confident. I was kind of surprised that he was as confident as he was. But again, that fatal flaw you're talking about, that was the... That was yeah. the great hook at the end of this where I was like, oh, wait a minute. These women are not judging yep. who's the better woman. They're judging who, what they think they are. Yeah, who's our ideal? Hey, uh, Craig, how often yeah. do you cite uh, YouTube comments as like statistical sources? Just real quick. <laughs> well, YouTube comments as well as... That's, listen, uh, that's why he said 80-30, which is not, a, notes from my not up to 100. Well, no, those yeah, were actual... So those those the have a better of, track like, record. It was like the number of episodes. Oh, if there total was that many, episodes. Yeah, total, sorry, total victories yeah. were 80s to 30s. It wasn't a percentage. Oh, I know that's but, not uh, 100. I, don't I just mean in I general. Saw. Like YouTube comments section is a bold move. To, like you're not putting that in your paper. Like that's not going in the bibliography. I have a that's citation. <laughs> I think if Kenny asked the women, you know, the women Kenny interviewed at the beginning of the episode who were giving him the, the tips like do your walk, do your voice. Mm-hmm. I bet you if that was the panel and it was just the two of them on yeah. site, I think Kenny would blow Spencer away. But sure. because this was a two-hour interview and they were talking, I think that uh, it went so, the wrong uh, way. So let, let me ask you this. Okay. Oh, boy. Now, I don't watch a lot of Canada's Drag Race um, or whatever RuPaul. Define a lot, Dan. <laughs> I see it occasionally when Netflix decides I should see the thumbnail. So that's that's when I see it. But, like, you don't see – those ladies, I guess I'll say, you don't see those. Well, what do you call a drag queen? You don't see those drag queens. They're not like pantsuit oh drag queens, are they? 
No, no, they are they are like massive curves, over the top makeup, over the top hair. Um, mm-hmm. So if it's a man that's dressing to try to be like a woman as a drag queen, is it's they're not going for the plain Jane, you know, regular plain yogurt uh, sort of sort of vision of things. Well, here's, here's Spencer also was forced to shop at the Vegantall. Yeah, which probably uh, limited a selection mm. to flowy, flowy type outfits. <laughs> I don't think, but I don't think Dan to go kind of go back. Maybe I'm I'm going way too deep on this, but uh, uh, I guess femininity. You've never been accused of that before. Is well, that's not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if the three of us did this show, I'm convinced I would win. Um, you guys have too much body hair. The five o'clock shadow yeah, is by new. Um, <laughs> Femininity, I guess, as a as a concept, is obviously shown very differently throughout this episode, where we get, like we said, the the Hillary Clinton lady who's helping, who's uh, Spenny's consultant, versus mm-hmm. what we're saying. Like you picture RuPaul on a Drag Race show, one of those ladies who's an actual woman is never going to have her look and her femininity represented on that show. But if the contest is who makes a better woman, one of them is a woman, and one is not. One is the caricature of a woman. Again, I'm probably going way too deep on this. I'm, I'm sorry, lost. I am lost. But I'm, I'm you with you. The, also with you. Did, you. did you guys ever see the show <laughs> Mrs. Brown's Boys? I have. No. <laughs> I've seen clips. I've seen clips. It's a great show to watch around Christmas, too. They always do a Christmas special. I saw... Yeah, he keeps backing out of all these shows that he's, you know... Oh, yeah. No, I've seen... Oh, I mean, I, you know, just a, a couple... Uh, Netflix showed me a thumbnail this once. This is so. topical. I, uh, there, I, there is an interview between Mrs. Brown in character, who is a man, and uh, Caitlyn Jenner. So if anyone wants to check that, that out... That would be interesting. There's some interesting topics covered. Um, <laughs> so unanimous win for uh, Spencer on this one. Um, the humiliation for Kendra is <laughs> i like this one uh yeah. he put he put kenny on the streets and made her work the corner that was awesome several interested parties arrived that was awesome um yeah <laughs> so that was a good one but yeah you know and, what? And it was one of the rare humiliations where i felt that kenny did not like what he was doing <laughs> yeah. spencer is not good at coming up with humiliations in general a lot of them fall flat and you could tell spencer's or kenny's having fun um (laughs) but uh this one he was not happy and uh, he clearly wanted to leave the one car pulls up and goes fuck off i'm a cop (laughs) (laughs) like the guy in the minivan pulling up that's always a good sign so good dad in the minivan pulls up to get a trans hooker anyway um if i could drag yeah go ahead sorry if i could drag this humiliation concept i love it and i feel like other shows have uh, kind of built on their shoulders over this, like a show that Ty turned me on to was uh, Impractical Jokers, and mm-hmm. I think nobody home runs humiliations like those guys have. It's obviously you know they've oh, had ten yeah. years plus to perfect the concept, but uh, they're I standing feel like on they the shoulders so of much giants. stronger. Yes, yes, yeah. and I feel like because I've seen a bunch of those now again at Ty's recommendation, Ty loves shows where men have to do humiliating things. Uh, check his Google search history. Um, <laughs> so check, because I've seen those am, shows, yeah. these ones now <laughs> seemed like like less impressive to me in hindsight on the rewatch. I was like, well, I guess that's you okay. know, but it's man, I lose my mind on the humiliations on Impractical Jokers. Those guys, again, yeah, they some hit, of them are they bad. Hit home, they, those guys hit a home run. exploit each other's weaknesses yes. um, on humiliations in a vicious way. <laughs> yeah, that's a hilarious show. But before we move on to our next episode, we got to move on to our um, 
CBC Jam yes. Unsolicited. Here we go. These are real descriptions of shows available to watch right now on CBC Jam for free. This one is in the Canadian Reflections category, if anyone is interested. Mm. Unkept on CBC Jam. A young boy makes a life-changing decision despite his mother's expectations. A compelling story of family, faith, and belonging. What could this life-changing be- decision be? I guess you'll need to turn into CBC Jam to find out. <laughs> what what's the name, what's the name of the show? <laughs> Unkept. 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 Look, I saw it's- a picture... It's not going to shave uh, his body hair? Well, speaking of hair. Okay. I didn't do any further research into this show, but the photo of the show is the chin and mouth and nose of what is probably a boy with longer hair. Okay. So I think the implication is, and that's why I put it into the uh, mm. Who's the Better Woman episode. I think the I think we all know what the implication here is about the hey. life change decision. Was there an Adam's apple? To not cut apple? his hair. So I think his mother's expectation, as uh, it says, a a young boy makes a life-changing decision despite his mother's expectations. I think his mother's expectation is that he uh, is a boy because she saw his penis on the way out of her. Um, (laughs) Specifically on the way out, not after he was already out. (laughs) Yeah. She probably cleaned it several times in his youth. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the expectation (laughs) That is being defied here. Um, but I don't want to make any judgment calls on the show. It's probably great, and I'm sure all 12 people that watch it love it. Who do disabled people like more is our third Kenny versus Benny episode. I get I get a little clenchy just at the title of that one. Well, yeah. You yeah. don't like this. Eh? <laughs> That's a shame. Um, <laughs> Spenny uh, does something in this episode that he does in many episodes, which is he gets a whiteboard out. And uh, he gives a little speech because he's a little afraid of the topic matter to the show. So this is a, something Dan would do. Uh, he's got that Dan instinct yep. of uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Guilty as charged. Uh, so uh, he gets the whiteboard out and tries to save himself. Was there anyone on the whiteboard who you didn't know who they were? Well, uh, oh, that's a good question. I, I, I think I think yes, because I didn't write down every name. Um, I, I have them here if you want to go over them. Yeah, I got Hawking, Helen Keller, and Christopher Reeves, which I thought was a hilarious last-minute addition. Those were the three. Uh, those were the three that uh, Kenny specifically refuted. Uh, Stephen Hawking was just lazy. Helen Keller, <laughs> what did she call her dog? <laughs> oh, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve was a terrible actor. Listen, I'm. I want to take us down a rabbit hole here. Uh, as three kids born in or around 1980, 80 to 83, I guess is our range. Uh, we yeah. grew up in a time where Helen Keller jokes were a thing. I know for a fact, without ever having discussed this with either of you, that you both know at least one Helen Keller joke. No, True well, they all have the same punchline. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, oh, but that—that's different, though. That's different. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell a Helen Keller joke if that's what you're roping Why me. Why not? <laughs> No, I'm not going to ask you. Yours is good enough. Spencer refers to Christopher Reeves as one of the greatest human beings to walk the face of the oh, earth. Oh, Jesus. It's a bit of an overcorrection there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bit of an overcorrection. He's possibly the most able person ever. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's the best. I, I couldn't have put it better than that. Uh, and I love, <laughs> I, I do love that Kenny calls him out. He's like, hey, he was a terrible actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like said, nope, not a terrible actor. One of the greatest human beings to walk the face of the earth. So, so here's the list. Or Craig, you you said you had the list, right? Can we just zip down the list? Yes. 
Sure. So uh, aforementioned Stephen Hawking, uh, Helen Keller, and Christopher Reeve, along with Bethany Bethany Hamilton. I don't know who that is. Uh, Ludwig von Beethoven, we're all aware. Uh, Mm. I think he was deaf. Marley Matlin. Mm. Uh, also actress also deaf oh i know her uh, yeah yep. stevie wonder mm-hmm. and the another, the other one i don't know is david patterson i was hoping nope. you guys could fill me in on bethany hamilton and david patterson i'm not going to Patterson's Google. probably just a guy you went to school with or something <laughs> yeah, david stevie, a. patterson is an academic uh retired blah, blah, blah. i don't see anything interesting about this guy or anything that would qualify him as disabled maybe it's a different guy david patterson Possibly. He should have popped his buddy Noam Chomsky on that list too. There you go. Um, <laughs> hey-oh! <laughs> so uh, anyway, after Spencer's done cleaning his conscience, there they uh, they let you know that what they're doing here. They selected three disabled folks um, that they're going to each spend the day with, and then those three folks will make a decision as to who they like more. And it's very simple. This format of competition is done a few times. They did they did it with old people. Uh, they did it with black people, uh, which is toward the end of the show's little run. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, and they did it with kids. Um, so they do like a, maybe one of these per season. Uh, mm-hmm. And they pick, a, they pick a group. So um, the three folks that uh, were unfortunately subjected to this <laughs> torture for Ooh. two days. <laughs> uh, the first guy is Jeff. Uh, now, he was inflicted with something called uh, thrombocytopenia. Absent radius or tar syndrome. So the dude's basically a torso. Yeah. Well, no, that's 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 pretty much spot on. Yeah, he's got legs, but his arms are basically just hands at his shoulders. He's a cool dude. Uh, yeah. He's he's definitely, and we'll get into it later. But he's definitely the most uh, um, aware of the situation he's involved yes. in. Yes. Catherine is there. Uh, she's the the lone lady in the group. She's hearing impaired. And then we have Brian, who is visually and hearing impaired. He has uh, retinitis pigmentosis, and which is tunnel vision, essentially. Um, so these are the three folks that uh, are going to embark on the adventure with uh, Spenny first. Spenny does what Spenny does, and he... <laughs> He's awkward as hell. Yes. Like, I, I was shocked. <laughs> Comes in with hugs. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff well, is like the cool dude of them. this group. He's the young guy. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy Jeff. that out of the three of these yeah. people, I would not try to hug first for a few reasons. Number one, he doesn't have arms. So you don't know if he's even returning your hug or if he's just standing. You know what I mean? He can't really Ty, let you know if he's in on what you're doing. Hugs are like Christmas though, Ty. It's the joy of giving. Is what you're supposed to be right, all about. Oh, right, like right. That. But sometimes you can give somebody a signal with the, I, I don't know, because of COVID, none of us have hugged anyone in a year. But um, you can tell somebody what? with your My arms getting mad. pull away or tightening. You can, you can signal to someone that you're in on it or you'd like to leave. But poor Jeff was just there for as long as Spencer was doing Bit that for him. He had no yeah. way out, really. When you're Short of sitting touching? in his ear, there was nothing he could do. Like when your necks are touching, things are well, gone so hang bad. On. Like you need I'm to stop about this. I'm thinking about this because he's in a situation where he has to shake hands with somebody who really doesn't have much in the way of arms. Um, and and he's so got he, hands he, though, Dan. He, well, I know, but that's that's probably less of a. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. You know. Yeah, but but Spencer always goes with the over the top. Oh, he sure does. Yes. He's Mister Over Way too over far. Correction. <laughs> He's the try. He's the tryhard. He's the super tryhard. Yeah, it's being it's presumptuous to fly in there and hug the guy, but that's what he did. Um, his strategy is essentially what it was in the female competition, which was pander. 
mm-hmm. pander, 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 pander. Yeah. He puts name tags on everybody because he's deathly afraid of forgetting their names. <laughs> he's got <laughs> three people's names to remember. Is that, you think that was why? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, my god. And we're just going to go have a nice, fun day by making you talk about being handicapped to the fucking mayor. He... <laughs> <laughs> You know, he really seems like no a third pressure. grade teacher. That that's what Spenny yeah. seems like to me. Just mm. like just a goofball that just tries and and like the, the, even the the pool scene like because oh, the mayor mayor was a bust because I, I how did he how did he think he had an appointment but just didn't so he takes these people to the mayor's office and then the receptionist says he's not even here. How do you screw that up with the mayor? Of Toronto. I think you're giving them too much credit in that it was ever real and actually going to happen and not just part of the shtick of the show. Oh. God damn it, Greg. Yeah. You're right. I'm, so, I'm sorry. That's possible. Hmm. Although it's also possible that the mayor's office agrees to see three disabled people with no context. And then just cancels? And Well, no. After looking up Kenny versus Spenny, you're not keeping that appointment. Well, maybe. Like if he didn't know who he was, who was at the head of the table. Uh, that's there, true too. You know, yeah, it's possible. That's, that's a possibility as well. Absolutely. So uh, mayor's not around. So let's go for a swim at the pool. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> now, to my Spence Kenny's strategy later is going to be to try to come up with things that exclude these people. Spencer was not trying to, but he got lucky on this one because I was worried about Jeff. <laughs> Wasn't a problem. But, um, no, Jeff was out there getting it done. So Jeff can swim. That's exactly Nick why Nick- you shouldn't make assumptions, right? His nickname right. in high school was actually So, I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Spencer picks up a dodgeball and tosses it at the blind guy. <laughs> it says you totally forget that he's blind. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> he looks totally normal. Spenny's trying his absolute best. If any um, diehard conservatives want to pick out a case of somebody who is trying to do the right thing for an underprivileged group but ends up treating them like pets, uh, this is the perfect example of that talking point. Um, (laughs) Then they go to a a party in an empty room, which ends in a romantic dance between Spenny and Catherine. Hold on. We glazed over the massage. Thank you, Craig. See the hot Please tub massage at the uh, at the public or the uh, the pool. The amenities. She thing. offered it. Uh, oh, she sure did. She sure did. Then there was some talks of, like between the two of them, uh, kind of opposite of each other in that interview, you know, type section of the show where you know they acknowledge that there might be some sparks flying there. Ew. I thought that was very sweet. the The dance part was very sweet. I don't know. I liked that. Yeah, it reminded me of like grade eight a little bit. <laughs> Do you think Spenny... Uh... A dance where nobody dances? Yeah, exactly. Like great <laughs> Balloons and punch, and everybody's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, I think what Spenny did in this is prove that uh, out of this group, uh, if there's anyone with natural disability, it was him. Um, <laughs> he was the <laughs> least able to think out of all those four people. He's per... per what's the word? Perceptionally disabled? I don't know what the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah. Uh, he, he, he doesn't know what reality is in half the time. Uh, the, the decisions he makes on what to do next are almost always wrong. Yeah, it's it must be really uh, stressful to be this guy. It's but. the South Park episode of conjoined head fetus uh, lady, where she just <laughs> wants to be like everybody else, but instead they throw her a parade. So Kenny's strategy is going to be uh, 
this is designed to twist the knife into Spencer's gut because this will simultaneously guarantee the win for Kenny and piss Spenny off and prove Kenny's right all at the same time. Um, his strategy is to confuse the disabled by making it seem like he is Spenny and Spenny is Kenny. So he just prints out a shirt that puts Spenny's name on his face, acts the whole day like he's Spenny and the other guy that they were just with the whole day is Kenny and then hope for the best and uh, it works. <laughs> yeah, before the switch, you get your only feedback from one of them though. Jeff is the only one who they kind of ask him, how was your day with Spenny? And he says the whole day was stupid and boring. <laughs> <laughs> what shocked me about that day and the reaction to it is that two people liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't seem like they got out much. So the Yeah, the, like the, the the what was his name? Jamie, the guy with the uh, the vision issue? Oh, uh Brian. Brian, okay. So I I, yeah. I would totally buy that he doesn't like you know, doesn't like go out and do a bunch of stuff cuz that's got to be <laughs> But he looked you look like he looked like he's got I don't great know, parking but... everywhere. <laughs> like uh he looked like he could be in an okay social situation when they t when they interviewed him he sounded like he wasn't like let's say let, let's just say this spenny is twice as awkward as he is at all I, times I, that I i've agree. seen him so here's a here's a an example that ties together with that though that points to another old cbc show that's well started on cbc the tom green show i love giving this example i might have even done it on a previous pod that was uh, a cbc tom show green it started as a, a public access CBC show, the Tom Green show back in Ottawa uh, started mm. that way. Tom Green would go out onto the street, the streets of Ottawa, and with a professional camera crew with him in a suit, and he would interview people with pieces of dog shit on his microphone, like a sizable, <laughs> I heard of this, visual, <laughs> noticeable piece of dog shit that he would hold within an inch or two of people's nose. And what that taught me is that people will do anything to try to seem nice and normal mm. when there's a professional camera crew looking at them. So that yeah. might be what these guys are reacting to, and they weren't going to be too harsh. And like I said, uh, what's the guy's name? Sorry, not Kenny. Um, uh, Spenny? Uh, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. Jesus. What? Come on. <laughs> Jeff. Uh, seemed like the only guy who was maybe more of our generation and of our, you know, joking personality. And we find out later, I'm not going to give away the, the grand reveal at the end, but we find out maybe why he's a little more open and honest about his feedback along the way, right? Kenny's strategy, in addition to confusing them, is, of course, because he is going to be Spenny, he wants to exclude and humiliate them for the day and uh, make it so that they hate Spenny and choose Kenny. He does a great job. Oh, yeah, geez. that's a really art good gallery, job. band practice, go karts, and dodgeball for a uh, person with no arms, a person that can't see, and a, a person that can't hear. So I'll let you do the math on all those individually. We won't waste our time. <laughs> he tried to exclude at least one of them. Any <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least one per activity. So here's the thing: hit a few times. Yeah, you could take a group of any people he, uh, Kenny could drag me out to that go-kart place and just let me watch him and mm -hmm. I would be angry uh, yeah. it doesn't none of that mattered like you bring mm -hmm. people to that go-kart place and just say hey go watch me have fun like mm -hmm. it was the perfect asshole move that would just upset a human being it had nothing to do with disabilities at that point it was just a home run dickhead move I think I've I wonder why Catherine didn't place. get on a go-kart she can't hear time 
I'm just uh, kidding. Okay. I don't know how that's relevant. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she should have jumped on. <laughs> Shout out to Race. He could have ran her off the road and really sealed the victory. Anyway, this uh, show was one of those shows where it was just a clever way of showing you something you'd normally never be able to see on TV, screwing around with the context, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. but screwing with the context, now it's okay to, to walk these guys around all day and humiliate them. This is what uh, I always bring up TLC for because they're, they've become refined experts at this practice. Yes. Um, they've taken the Maury Povich freak show and turned it into a uh, reality Human interest story, like uh, Dan referred to it as. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the uh, you're same all complicit thing. in it. Yeah, yeah it all... is exactly the same thing. <laughs> you're turning it on, you're complicit. You know why you're turning it on. <laughs> like, uh, this new one is uh, The Family Chantel. And it's just. Um, What's the hook? Okay, so it's, all it's, named it's, Chantel. it started. It started. That would be amazing. It's George Foreman's family. Yeah. As a ninety-day fiance, where the guy was from um, uh, the Dominican Republic, and she's from America, and and it's a black family, and he's Dominican, and this is a family that um, you can tell uh, without going into too much detail that TLC money has changed their lives to an incredible extent. Now they follow him around every day, and these people are. <laughs> Absolutely hopeless. And now they've got another kid with a Thailand uh, chick who's trying to get into the country using their family. They're flying all over the world. Like they're reading things on Google and then accusing other cultures of trying to insult them by serving them chicken hearts. They don't realize that they're eating those every day. It's just just a mess. But, you know, it's basically a season-long Jerry Springer episode is what it is. Do, Do you get Jerry's final thought at the end of it? (laughs) <laughs> no, um, no, because it's never final. That's the hook. Man. You're just going to follow these people around. Imagine any one of those groups of people on Jerry Springer and then you just follow them home and it becomes a show. <laughs> there was, there was just, it was like a gold mine before the world there and nobody tapped into it. All that, like Jerry just skimmed the surface, you know? If only he had known how far people would go to watch ridiculousness. Well, I didn't choose these uh, shows uh, based... uh, Anyway, the plan works. Kenny wins. Um, I didn't choose these shows based on their specific humiliations. This one was a bad one, too. Just an attack dog getting Spencer in the crotch. Yeah, Yeah, pretty open and shut. Ty, I'm interested. If you were given, if you were given, Ty, before we move on, uh, the, the last one was one that was just kind of thrown on at the end, but I was intrigued specifically by you picking these three shows because I think anybody who's been through a few seasons of this probably has their own list of memorable ones. Just by title alone, I'm interested to know if you had to pick like one or two more that weren't this pandemic thing, hmm. what other memorable shows kind of would round out, say, your top five? There's one. Well, I can't. Um, let's not do top five, but I'll tell you one that I think is interesting that I I'll watch again shortly because I'm interested in seeing how much of this really happened and how much of it was fake. But it was who can win a ten mile race. Do you remember that one, Craig? I think so. Uh, I mean, the easy thing for me to say is that Kenny cheated, but I don't I don't recall specifics. <laughs> oh, did he cheat? So this is another one of those ones, kind of like the Who Is Cooler episode, where there was a lead up prior to the filming that Spencer Kenny had been getting calls and leaving Spencer alone in a room supposedly for a week or more prior to the filming of this episode. And what he was setting him up for was a, he faked his mother's death. Kenny faked his own mother's death. (laughs) 
Jesus Christ. Is this the one where he locked so, him in the room? No, that's the boxing. No, no, one. no, that's Sorry. the okay. boxing episode. That's a similar premise, but so so basically he and his mom and his sister, Kenny's mother and sister were complicit in the in the crime. And um they so the the start of the show, they have to pick her up from the hospital. Then uh, they take her to the house and Kenny's just being serious and oh, they're not, you know, she's not feeling well. Let's do the show. And then they go back to filming the show and they get some more calls. And then the next thing you know, they they show uh, Kenny's mom wrapped up in a blanket laying down on the bed. Oh and um, then they go into funeral prep. Uh, Spencer supposedly is told that uh, it has something to do with um He's going to document the the funeral and and he's a photojournalist. It's kind of his thing that that he does this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, they make they go pick out a casket. They they have um, they get uh, dinner trays and have people over at the house. And he gets mad at Spencer for putting the uh, the wrong kind of meat because it's going to be a bunch of Jewish people at the house or something. Um, they didn't get a kosher platter or something like that. <laughs> Anyway, he makes him feel like shit for a week. And then Spencer drives to the funeral and he ends up sending him to somebody else's funeral. Uh, and he re- he walks into it. Like you're at a, this was not staged. Spencer really did drive up to the actual part where they're putting the guy in the ground. Oh my goodness. In, in a cemetery. And he gets out of the car and he goes, is this the hots? You could hear him, Mike. He goes, is this the hots? And they're like, well, no, this, not, this isn't the hots. And he runs back in the car and he realizes what's going on. And... While he's been oh, driving wow. an hour and a half, uh, Spencer thought he was an hour and a half out of town because Kenny saved a few bucks on the plot. <laughs> <laughs> so he drove an hour and a half out of town. Kenny started the race and he was about to halfway done. Spencer cruised back in and uh, actually ran it. Kenny can't run to save his life, apparently. So <laughs> Spencer actually won that one. Oh, my God. Um, he must have been- because he was able to finish it. Fueled on um, fury. <laughs> yeah, but that was a great episode. And I, 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 that's another one where I don't know how much Spencer knew there. Spencer is either a brilliant actor. Mm. And I mean, I'm talking Andy Kaufman, yeah. like in the moment type reactions. I, I don't know. Like, I know some of it was pulled over on him. I know some of it isn't, but it's really hard to find that line in some of these episodes. I wholly um, believe that this is that these this is two guys playing characters who have most of this, you know, on a napkin before they sit down, before they start rolling film on anything. I, I only believe that now after these watch throughs. Now, I think you're right that they plan out something, but I yeah. also think you're that I think you're missing that Spencer isn't aware of somehow that some of those turn out. And I just think there's an element to it that Spencer is not aware of because I've seen too many reactions from him that where there's no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, there's no fucking way. You knew what was That's about fair. to happen to him. That's fair. Um, but anyway, uh, before we um, cap this off, we're just going to touch base a little bit on the uh, pandemic. Uh, but uh, we we have to help out CBC Jam here. Yes, CBC. CBC Gem, unsolicited ad. These are real descriptions of shows available to watch right now on CBC Gem. Watch Liar on CBC Gem for free. Two young men meet up for a hookup on a church rooftop. That's Liar on CBC Gem. <laughs> that the oh, no shit, that's a real description. I swear to God. In your face, CBC- Jesus. <laughs> Two young men meet for a hookup on a church rooftop. That is the premise of a CBC Gem show. Named liar. So liar. I gotta look stop the up. podcast right now. Go check that. Out. I'm, doing, I'm looking it TV. up. I'm looking it up. 
Anyway, <clears throat> Paldemic. So this is why I said uh, this was uh, going to be a topical podcast somewhat, because this was just suddenly announced. <laughs> That's it. It's a single line. <laughs> oh, my God. That's stupid. Yeah, that's dumb, man. Eh? That's also in the Canadian Reflections section. Your tax dollars, ladies and gentlemen. I just found the succu- the succulent six. They are big, they are loud, they are beautiful, and they are ready to make the mar- mar- their mark on the world by bringing a body-positive image to the media forefront. Episode two is Fat Girls Can Jump. Uh, there's a throw up in my mouth. It's eight, um, eight minutes and 45 seconds. Right. I don't want to talk about Palademic. Um <laughs> I just wanted you guys to see it. Uh, it's these two gentlemen. I mean, we're talking 15 years. Was it 14 years? Sounds like 14 uncomfortable years. years. Yeah. And so if you want to, uh, you can go on CBC Gem right now. God knows they need it. And you can uh, watch these men <laughs> do something together. Somebody um, click an ad for loosely, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I th- I think I think I think what this one does is it kind of it peels back the curtain a little bit and it 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 pretends oh. to show you a bit of like the not the contract stuff. Well, they do talk a lot about the contract actually. Uh about kind of their the nature of their relationship with the show and with the concepts in the show and it shows kind of the who's really kind of in charge and who has their shit together and all those sort of things. And yet you go through it and I still there were moments where I was like, okay, even though they set it up and I feel like, okay, I see what the joke is now. They're showing you what the joke is and then they do the joke and it's like, I think they're actually doing the joke. Like it feels like it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I I, I think I think Spenny is a a willing victim. It seems that way. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's his role. I think he knows it. The missing component in this one that really made me honestly, I loved this. Uh, I loved it, and it made me more uncomfortable than any of the other episodes have. Even the one, even the ones with them doing gross shit. It's because they were just mean to each other for the sake of being mean to each other, and it got so (laughs) personal so fast, and there was never an end game to it other than to knock the other fucker down. And they were both just balls to the wall into this. And it was so uncomfortable, and I believed them. Like you're saying, Ty, like the, the reactions in other episodes where you believed, like the whole time when they were like – just the first eight minutes of this thing, I was like, I, I don't know how the rest of this show got filmed because I believed that they were really fighting the way that they were yeah. fighting. And yeah. most people can't do that in a room with somebody and not walk away or punch them. Like one of those two things yeah. had to happen. But they've been doing but it these for guys 12 can years. Just, yeah, they can just tough it out. And like and these guys knew each other from high school too. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if we made that clear either, but Kenny's making fun of his divorce. He calls him out on <laughs> national TV, well, Jim, for being on antidepressants <laughs> and drinking on them. Like some yeah. of the things that he's calling him out yeah, for are just Yeah, that's f and he and it's clear that he does. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, went yeah. deep into the personal bag of hey, like I can see Kenny like before this going. If they do a pre like a pre production meeting, just like hey, listen, I'm gonna hit you on some stuff. Uh, just just go with it. Okay, he's like, and he's like, oh yeah, cool. Thinking you know he's not gonna go into you know the deepest darkest spots in his life, and then next thing you know, he's getting beat over the face with his results with the result of his divorce, and that he has lost his money in a Ponzi scheme to his friend, like. <laughs> These are yeah. like deeply traumatic personal moments in his life that are being thrown in his face for comedic value. 
uh, it was interesting to anyone who who may have questioned the authenticity of any of that. There was enough of his oh. known real life in the background of those insults that you knew it was either brilliantly written to fit what actually happened in his life in the last mm-hmm. 15 years or it is real. And judging by his reaction, mm. again, I don't think he's that good of an actor because yeah. I have seen a show that he starred in uh, called Single White Spenny. Oh, boy. Where he was acting. And he is not that good of an actor. I just don't think he's got that in him. So yeah. unless it was an elaborate um, <laughs> elaborate uh, fake out for anyone who thought Kenny and Spenny was fake uh, because uh, Spencer can act, go check that show out and you'll realize very quickly he can't. Or it was very roasty. Duped. Yeah, it was very roasty at the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, I, I would encourage anyone who's a fan of the show just to watch it just so that these guys can get some views and perhaps – because I think they're both ripe to do another season of this show and people have been asking for it forever. And I would love to see these old Ooh. broken down dudes try another <laughs> season of this. Nothing <laughs> would make me happier than to see that. I don't know if Spenny can take it. I don't know if oh, I man. might be wishing. <laughs> yeah, no. you, you, you said that this, this one made you more uncomfortable than the other ones. This one kind of did too for me because it's almost like there was the, the, the middle part of it was the Spenny humiliation part just because he bought into the idea that he had to be humiliated to be successful in any way. And yes. you, you never it's, – it's unclear whether the things that he does are fully his idea. But all of a sudden, you know, Kenny says – well, no, he says, oh, well, part of my brand is that I get humiliated. And Kenny's like, well, yeah, kind of. Uh, he says, okay, well, and then next thing you know, Spenny's there with a roll of toilet paper and says, I'm going to eat this roll of toilet paper. And it is the grossest thing. And that is where I came up with the idea of the uncomfortable meter. And that particular oh, nice. one was a six for me. The the toil- trying to eat <laughs> – a toilet paper, a roll of toilet paper. He starts with like a couple sheets, but then he just starts taking bites out of it. And it's like, oh my yeah. God, terrible. So, I mean, like he has to be in on it. He has to be in on it. Uh, is he? Is he? He's in on know. it in the Listen, sense that he'll do terrible people things. People have been talking about this on on Reddit for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> still no consensus on what's really going on. And that's an accomplishment in – uh, and yes. of itself. So, um, congratulations to Kenny and Spenny. Yep. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, watching a little bit of it. Yep. And uh, absolutely, Dan. Maybe uh, maybe you'll watch a few more. Right? Oh, I think Did I will. You, no, I new... think it will. especially since they're, yeah, they're all on YouTube. I mean, like, why wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're funny. Well, they're a good laugh, and they're only twenty minutes. So who cares, right? Exactly. Yeah, side, side note: How hard was it to go back and watch something in standard definition? <laughs> just, yeah no we're getting spoiled oh, for sure yeah uh, <laughs> the cbc episodes are even worse quality too which is uh, an oversight i wasn't aware of at the time i could have selected <laughs> them but um so let's start wrapping up here um before we go further into um uh the wrap up just a brief touch on what's going on for next episode we're not going to be touching, uh, talking about it right now too much, but there will be a, a mini-sode again where the three of us are going to make a, a decision about an upcoming holiday-themed episode, hopefully to be recorded over the holiday. So look out for that. Uh, we won't get into too much more detail than that. Is that okay, gentlemen? Are we both in agreement yeah, on that? I think that's fair. Yeah, we're going to have a, a hol- holiday selection show. All right. And uh, did you guys want to go through winners and losers? <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know if I think, that, I think that segment i think that's a dead segment i mean because yeah. i mean after we talk about it for that long so uh we're gonna wrap up with that and um 
Dan, I got some bad news for you. You're the loser of this week's episode. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> humiliation. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be good. Uh, you are going to be doing a humiliation. Uh, in the uh, the chat, I've posted... Uh, well, you're going to have to read our credits. Oh, all right, all right. I can, I can probably handle uh, that. As Danica Hurt. Danica... <clears throat> I've been called worse. Oh, wait a sec. I have to adopt a... <laughs> Persona? Can we go with Penelope Hurt? This goes back a few years. Yeah, it does. Sure. I'm, post I'm posting them in there uh, one okay. line at a time as it helps, so go All ahead. All right. Uh, written and uh, The Corn Tigers is, is written and produced by Dan Hurt, Craig Laporte, and Ty Roberts. Sound and... Okay, sluttier. <clears throat> sound yeah. and editing is by Ty Roberts. Oh, Sound effects source from Zapslat. Mm. Bring it up a little bit, like the octave. Nah, yeah, now I'm just confused. Music, yeah. music, <laughs> music like Kevin McLeod. And is and is also this is also features original music from Kenny versus Spenny by composer Richard Pell. Instagram. Uh, visit us uh, on the Instagram at the Corn Tigers. Last name's Instagram. Confused. <laughs> visit us on Instagram at the Corn Tigers and email us at the Corn Tigers at gmail.com. Bye, everybody. So dumb. <laughs> best boy grip uh ty roberts